Welcome to Just Being, the podcast on learning to just be your most authentic self while caring for these minds and bodies we call home. Hello beautiful beings and thank you for joining us for the seventh episode of Just Being. I'm Kirsty, And I'm Nikki. Today we want to cover why sometimes in life the best thing to do is to let go of a person, even though it can feel like the hardest thing in the world. Both me and Nikki have been through long-term relationship breakups in the last year. While it was incredibly painful at the time, there was also some good that has come from it for both of us. And the energy of Venus in retrograde at the moment has us looking back at our past loves. People come into our lives for different reasons. But I think one of the hardest things to learn is that not everyone is meant to be there forever. I've had three major breakups throughout my life and I'd say each one has been one of the hardest things I've gone through. But equally, each one has been followed by a period of time where I've grown the most. And that pain from the ending doesn't mean I regret any of the relationships or wish they hadn't happened. I've treasured memories from each and learnt a huge amount about myself and my interactions with other people. And this goes for anyone who's come and gone from my life over the years. Love lesson. Something that has really helped me is being able to accept that not everyone that comes into our lives is meant to be there forever. Every meaningful relationship we have, be it romantic or platonic, provides us with experiences, memories and opportunities to help us grow. I think every one of my previous partners has taught me an invaluable life lesson about myself and about what I want from a partnership. For example, after me and Chris split up the first time, I thought I wanted someone that was the polar opposite of him in every way. I next went out with a guy who was the definition of sensible and down to earth. He drove and owned his own place, had a good job and didn't drink often. However, it pretty quickly became apparent that neither of us was what the other wanted. Even though on paper, he had ticked this list I created for my ideal partner, and probably vice versa. But I miss being able to just be light and silly and not care what anyone thought. The relationship taught me so much about what qualities actually did matter to me, and also served up some important reminders on authenticity and being true to who I am, and not to try to compromise on that for anyone. Compromise in relationships is key, but never when it comes to your identity and what makes you, you. The person I dated after actually had a lot more in common with Chris, and I know I wouldn't have even considered them if I hadn't had that experience of the relationship before. And even though that relationship also didn't work out ultimately, I have nearly four years of wonderful memories, and they taught me a lot about the importance of kindness and slowing down, making space for that chilled relaxation time something I've never been very good at. And now I'm living in my dream house just down the road from where I grew up and this never would have happened if I hadn't realised that they were not my forever person and initiated that really painful, difficult breakup. Yes, everyone comes into your life for a reason, but at the time it might be hard to know what that reason is. In the past, I know that I found myself getting carried away in a soul connection and rather than just fully appreciating it for what it was, I projected years into the future and assumed that I was meant to spend the rest of my life with that person. I do think that that friend was one of my soulmates, but on a mental and spiritual level. And with hindsight, it was clear to me that the love I felt for that person and our connection was something different to the romantic love 
that as a hopeless romantic, I was trying to project onto it. I think Disney and rom-coms have a lot to answer for when it comes to our portrayal of what love is or should be. You're quite right, rom-coms and relationships in Disney movies are just so idealised, they're this picture-perfect storybook ending, and they also have that portrayal of, unless you're in a happy relationship, your life isn't fulfilled, which isn't the case. Exactly, that's so true. You don't need that Prince Charming or that princess to make your life. In the last year since I've been single, I've got back to being 100% my authentic self. I've taken time to work out what I want for the next chapter of my life. While being in a relationship is lovely while it's working, I also really value time on my own, as I'm naturally quite introspective. I'm an INFP for anyone out there that's into Myers-Briggs, and at the moment, my time, energy and love is being channelled into my holistic health business and this podcast. I've got more time now to tap into the creative side that I didn't really know I had. When to say goodbye. In our society, where we're surrounded by disposable objects, it can be easy to think of relationships in the same terms. Something to get rid of or throw away as soon as things don't quite work as smoothly or start to get a bit hard. We're not by any means saying you should turn and run at the first sign that things aren't working as well. Relationships do take work and compromise, but there are a lot of steps you can take if things start going a bit south, like having a clear and calm conversation around what isn't working, trying couples therapy, or weekly or monthly relationship check-ins to discuss how supportive you each felt during that time. But if you have tried that and it still isn't working, it really does do more harm for both parties to cling on to something that isn't aligning with you. Yep, I agree. Me and my ex broke up just over a year ago after being together for about two and a half years. It was an amicable decision to end things as we could see the warning signs that had appeared in both of our previous long-term relationships. So after many long, honest talks, and partly due to the lessons that we'd learned in the past, we rationally decided to separate before things became bitter. It might sound odd, but we continued to live together for a month or so after we'd reached that decision, and we even spent one last Christmas together as friends. Even though the day I moved out was still really hard and emotional, That transition month we had spent together made it easier to start to process and come to terms with the relationship ending, compared to if we had just gone our separate ways suddenly in a dramatic and reactive way. We're still good friends today and I'm glad we decided to close that chapter before it got to the point that we didn't like each other anymore. And it's much easier to let go if you're not doing it from a place of rage or anger and in the heat of the moment. If you know you have done what you can to try and work through the problems and things still aren't right, it's worth taking time to calm down, take time out if you need to, rather than storming out during an argument and never looking back. While it's still important to be in touch with and guided by your emotions and feelings, don't let them take over and try to reach the decision from a logical mindset too. It won't make it hurt any less, but then at least you will know that your mind and heart are in agreement that it is the right decision. I completely agree and I think um, that way of doing it does make it a lot more likely that you can stay friends with someone which is always nice when it's someone that's been in like your life that long and you have those things in common there's a reason you chose them in the first place but equally I'd say don't let a relationship that isn't working drag on too long. It's like when you finally leave a job where you weren't happy and wonder why it took you so long to do it. We only have one life to live so it's worth doing it right and choosing what brings you joy. 
So many people stay together for decades, even though they're unhappy, and that's so heartbreaking. Sometimes you need to set each other free, to find joy. People deserve to be fully chosen, and that can mean letting go of a partner to give them the opportunity to be, even if it feels hard and unkind at the time. One of the things that made me so scared to end my last relationship was that I knew how hurt they would be. But in hindsight, I realised it was actually doing his mental health so much damage, knowing that I wasn't happy and feeling unable to change it. And my own physical health was so poor, as my mind and body were trying desperately to tell me that things weren't right. Yes, our minds and bodies are connected, and they will always try to let us know when we are in a situation that isn't aligning with what we really want or need. If we try to suppress or ignore an emotional feeling for long enough, we will start to experience physical symptoms of dis-ease. As our uneasy minds are trying to get us to pay attention and acknowledge what it is that needs to be brought to the surface so that we can make changes and start to heal. It's interesting because I have heard that before, but I've never actually seen it so clearly with my own physical health during that time. I've been feeling worse and worse for about six, seven months before, having one cold after another, even though this was during lockdown, so I wasn't seeing anyone or going anywhere, and I was constantly exhausted. I ended up going to the doctors to get a blood test, which broke up a surprising number of things, including high inflammation rates, but they didn't know why. I was told to go back in three months for another blood test, which actually ended up being a lot longer due to the blood vial shortage we had this year. So by the time I went, the breakup had been and gone and I was starting to feel a little bit emotionally healed from it. And my blood test results came back almost perfectly normal. Everything that they'd flagged before, including the high inflammation, has gone. It was mad seeing the change. Yes, stress can have so many negative mental and physical side effects. Prolonged stress suppresses your immune system and as you mentioned, it can also cause inflammation in the body. And you don't want that as inflammation is the root cause of many illnesses, including heart disease, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and even Alzheimer's. No relationship or situation is worth your health. That's something that's just so worth remembering and a little mantra to myself these days. No situation is worth jeopardising your health. But how do you know if it's something that you should keep fighting for or just call time on it? This can be a really tough decision to make and something I think you can only answer for yourself. Two of my breakups have been with people I was still deeply in love with and vice versa, but we just weren't what was best for each other at that time and sadly that does happen. Something that might help is making a list of reasons you want to stay with a person and then read it back to yourself and reflect on how much is specific to who they are and how much is more general points like enjoying watching movies together or going for walks. And also how much comes from a place of fear. So for me, a massive fear of being alone or fear of change that the breakup will bring. I really don't like change at all. And one of the biggest things for me when faced with a breakup, other than the pain of ending it and losing that person, is the inevitable change to living circumstances that comes with it. After one breakup, I knew I'd have to move back in with my parents, which, when coming up to 30, really made me feel like I'd failed. Which it shouldn't have done at all. And I know you went through something similar, Kirsty. Yeah, it's funny, actually. I've only just realised that we went through the same thing at the same age. So I moved back in with my mum at the start of this year, but I dealt with it much better than the last time I moved back to the nest after my first breakup when I was 23. 
that first time round, I remember parking up outside and sitting in my car full of belongings and hysterically crying and thinking that I'd regress by moving back home. I'd lost my, my partner, my dog, and it felt like the last five years of my life had been wasted. Whereas this time round, I was still very emotional at my relationship ending, but I was seven years older and wiser. I now know that this isn't true. I haven't wasted that time in the relationship and I haven't failed at life. I just felt grateful that I had the opportunity to move back into my mum's so that I could take time to regroup. And I now have the awareness that I didn't have at 23, that no relationship is ever a waste of time and it's never too late to start again. Exactly that. And we need to stop seeing moving back home as a sign of failure. As you say, find that gratitude. Sometimes you need that moment that feels like a step back for the space and perspective so you can find your new path. But change really is terrifying. During my most recent split, I realised the sadness of fear of losing where I was living at the time was adding to the sadness of losing the person. And it was the combination of the two that made it feel like an impossible change to initiate. But I was able to sit down and work out how I could afford to keep renting the house on my own for a few months to separate those two changes in my mind. And just that chance to keep some stability and have some time before addressing the next scary change of moving gave me what I needed to to have the conversation about the split. I know I was very lucky to have savings to allow me to do this and not everyone would be in the same position. But for me, it was worth using what turned out to be the entirety of my few years worth of savings just to stay there for a bit. Another trick that my therapist helped me with, if you're unsure of what to do, is to picture your life in the future. Five years, ten years. What does that look like? What are you doing? Where are you living? Do you have children? Are your passions being fulfilled? Then think, is that other person in that visualisation with you? Or is it an empty space that could be filled by anyone? It helped me to realise that my dream future wasn't the same as theirs, and I couldn't quite picture a way the two could happily merge. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's a, a really good exercise to do, to imagine yourself in the future and to see if they fit in with that picture of what you want for your life. Sometimes you'll realise that your values aren't aligned or things that are important to you aren't important to them. And like you said earlier, there can be some compromise, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're not living out your dreams or going after things or living in a way that's authentic to yourself just to keep the relationship going. And yes, even if change is for the best, it can be hard as we fear the unknown. I think what it comes down to ultimately is a combination of if you feel you can keep growing in the way you want to with that person and if having them in your life consistently and over a period of time results in more negative emotions than positive. Yes, this is one of the things when I was trying to work out in my last relationship if it was the right thing for it to end. I found myself talking to you about the thoughts and feelings that I'd had about the situation and that really helped. I think saying it out loud somehow made me more detached from it. And also when you pointed out to me that when I've been talking about my relationship, it was often more negative than positive things that I had been mentioning leading up to it. And it probably helped that because this was during lockdown, these conversations were had while we were walking around the beautiful Ellswood Lakes. And we all know that being in nature is healing and definitely makes us feel calmer. Talking to you also made me think what advice I would be giving to you if, or another friend if the shoe was on the other foot. Sometimes it's so much, or often it's so much easier 
to give people advice but not take our own advice. Letting go of love. So you've decided things aren't working, you've tried everything you can to fix it, but just having that realisation doesn't make it easier to actually leave. When my relationship was coming to an end, I did a 10 day online course called How and When to Leave a Relationship. I found this on a website, www.dailyom.com. This helped me to get some clarity. I've done a few of their courses over the years and I would really recommend them. They start from about $10 and you can do them in your own time. You usually get one lesson a day for however long that particular course is. As well as courses about relationships and emotions and breakups, they also have many different courses to choose from. Everything from self-improvement to art and creative writing. I love that. And I've mentioned that I enjoy the podcast Come Curious. And literally the weekend I'd asked for some space from my previous partner to have some time to think about what to do. One of the hosts on it had just been through a split. Hearing her talk about it really helped me as she was still very much in love with her partner at the time of ending it. Hearing other people talk about their similar situations can be a great help during these times. It was also in that episode she mentioned the amazing Mark Groves and his podcast, which is just Mark Groves podcast. Let It Burn, part one and two, definitely being worth a listen if you're going through a split. He's also done other episodes that are worth listening to on relationships, and I'd recommend the one on codependency. Yes, I love Mark Groves, and I'm so glad that you introduced him to me. (laughs) I'm glad. I think another thing that can really help here is setting yourself a timeline. So as we said, it can be so easy to just let these things run on. And particularly when you're still in love with each other, keep thinking, we'll just give it a few more months, we'll just give it a few more check-ins, keep seeing if it will get better. And you might find a year from now, you're in the same position. And that's definitely when things can start to have that impact on your health. Communicate the issues, make an action plan, like more quality time with no screens, those monthly check-ins we mentioned, but give all of that a time frame. If nothing ends improving after, say, four months or six months, whatever you're comfortable with, tell yourself that will be the decision made for you. Well, I will add, while I generally believe being open and honest in a relationship is key, in this instance, I don't think it's necessarily helpful to communicate that deadline to the other person, as it could just add fear and pressure to them. Lastly, and one I mentioned in an earlier episode, is listing out all the things that you can do on your own that brings you joy. Going through that exercise helped me realise how much there was I could do without my partner, as we'd pretty much spent every second together for the last year during lockdown. I wouldn't say it made me excited about the idea of some time alone, but it definitely made it feel less scary when I thought about it. See, I think I probably did feel quite excited about time alone. Um, Not that I didn't get that in the relationship, but I found myself maybe not being 100% my authentic self. And when I started to take more time to meditate and tune in with um, who I was and what I wanted. And as I mentioned earlier, I think for me, it really helped in my last relationship that we had that transition period. So we both had time to start to adjust to the change rather than it being sudden. I know that's not always possible and sometimes you'll be in a situation where you do just feel like you want to bolt and run away and 
I know it's not possible for every relationship to end like this, but if it is an option and you do want to try and still be friends afterwards, then I would recommend just taking that time to adjust. Something also worth bearing in mind is that if a relationship of any kind isn't working, there is no need to blame yourself or the other person. You don't have to think of it as one person being right and the other being wrong. Exactly. And that's such a great point. Um, Mark Groves, again, he said something similar in one of his episodes. And he was saying in a lot of cases where a relationship isn't working, excluding your things like, you know, domestic violence or if someone's got mental health issue or alcoholism, that's all very separate. But in a lot of cases, there is 50-50 blame to be found when things aren't working. But it's so easy to only see the other person's faults and not your own. I remember thinking so many times with an ex, if only you would do this one simple thing, everything will be okay. And actually, it wouldn't have been. It was about so many deeper issues going on. But you often need that perspective of a breakup to see your own negative behavioural patterns and traits. Therapy has been amazing for this for me. And after my breakups is the time I've learnt the most about myself and how I behave in relationships. Another gem from Mark Groves that really rung true with me is he said, don't waste a breakup. They are horrible and they are painful but they give you that a unique opportunity for so much self-reflection and exploration. The time I had living on my own after this last breakup gave me the opportunity or forced me <laughs> to grow in a way I haven't for years, I'd say. And I'm sure it will make me a much better partner moving forwards as I've had the space to work on some of my codependency issues and also to start to learn to enjoy my own company in the way I haven't before. And even Chris, that five years ago, was generally one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I don't regret it because it gave us both the space we needed to grow and to heal from other wounds and work on ourselves. Which feels like such a cheesy thing to say, but is so true sometimes. And we both had deep and meaningful relationships with other people during that time that hold so much value and wonderful memories to both of us. But now we're back together, things work in a way they never would have if we just tried to keep slogging it out together before. I really like that you guys have had like a, an opportunity to have a second chance at it all these years later. Um, and sometimes it's not that you're with the wrong person. It's just that it's the wrong timing in your life or you're in, you know, you've got your work that you need to do on yourself before you can fully bring yourself to the relationship. And, and like you said, I agree that no relationship is ever a waste of time. Hopefully you've at least had some good times that you can take happy memories from and it's sure to have made you grow as a person in some way and probably realise things about yourself that you wouldn't have known if you'd not had that experience. Even if the relationship was toxic, if nothing else, it will teach you what you don't want in your next relationship or hopefully make you realise that you are worth more than you have been settling for. Exactly. Yeah, I think even if you just learn what you don't want the next time round, that's still so valuable. And as heartbreaking as these things can be, it does open you up for something better. I read somewhere years ago that you stop growing when you're in a relationship. And while I don't 100% agree with that, I do think it becomes a lot harder. You settle into a routine and so quickly feel comfortable, which can be the enemy of growth, sadly. And sometimes when relationships end, we don't have a choice. The other person might be the one to end it or leave which in some ways can make it harder as you've had no say in this decision, especially if it comes out of the blue and there has been no communication about it beforehand. You've not had a chance to start coming to terms with the idea. When my first relationship ended after five years together, 
Although now looking back, it wasn't a complete surprise as we have been arguing more regularly in the year leading up to it. At the time, I'd been keeping my head in the clouds, trying to kid myself that everything would be okay, rather than dealing with the reality of the situation. So when my ex was brave enough to call time on the relationship, while I was devastated, deep down I knew that it was the right thing to do. And I even thanked him for being strong enough to be the one to do it, as I never would have. I wasn't even aware that I felt like that at the time until the words came out of my mouth. My soul was speaking to him through my tears. And even though I knew it was the right thing, I still had a lot of resistance to that relationship ending. It took about six months apart before I started to heal and really got to know who I was on my own as a person outside of the relationship. I think especially as I was 18 when we got together and 23 at the time and with your first love you think you'll be with them forever and you imagine your whole future with them and you don't realise how young you still are at 23 and that it doesn't mean that your life's over or that you can't start again or that you won't love again in the future. You just can't see that at the time. And I'm still so grateful that I had him in my life for that time and for the years that we spent together. You're quite right. I think the end of a first love hits hard in a way that no other breakup does again. It's, yeah, (laughs) it's a hard thing to get through. Apparently a lot of partnerships end around this time of year. All around us in nature, things are dying and making way for new beginnings. Similarly, the feelings of new year, new me come up in January. And then there's the added pressure of Christmas in a lot of relationships. So if you are going through a tough time in your relationship, we hope this has been even a little bit helpful for you. Do reach out to us if you want to chat about anything we've covered further or just need someone to talk to. We're generally always here. But thank you for listening. If you want to ask us about anything we've discussed today or share your own tips on dealing with breakups, do reach out to us on social media at Colour Me Happy with two E's and me and Holista Kirsty, one word, no C. Or on our show Instagram, just being underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you know anyone that is going through a tough time with a relationship ending and you think that there's anything in this episode that might be of use to them, please share it with them. And if you have any questions or constructive feedback, we would love to hear it. Just drop us a DM on our show Insta or email us at justbeing underscore podcast at hotmail.com. Goodbye, lovely listeners. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve, although who knows what that's going to look like for many of us this year. And until next time, remember to just choose a life filled with the right kinds of love. Join us next year when we'll be talking about setting your goals and intentions for New Year in a way that helps you fully align with yourself.